everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a terrific show for you today, and I hope you have been enjoying our new format. That's right. We are now on uh, Red State Talk Radio. Oh, my goodness, what a reach they have. Thank you so much for Red State for picking up our show. We still continue on with Global Star and with KYH and our podcast services, uh, and we have the major podcast carriers picking us up thank you very much and you guys are so kind i mean we're getting four and a half five star ratings on those podcasts we do appreciate it's because we have great guests like the one we have today lisa haven and i made a kind of a serendipitous discovery um mike kerr from here the watchman called me and said dave would you like to come and present in san diego in september i go san diego in september yeah mike i'm there i think i can do that um in case you don't know it's a beautiful time of year there and we'll get a little beach time in too. And uh, I thought, you know, I see some really familiar names here that are going. Lisa Haven is one of them. And so I said, you know, let me interview Lisa about the conference, what she plans to talk about. And then of course, she's covering so many things today. I thought we'd get into a lot of extraneous things. And then we're gonna give you ways to follow Lisa when we're done, but we hope you will come to the conference. Lisa, welcome. Uh, When did you get invited? Um, not that long ago. <laughs> I think over the past month, like a month ago, is uh, he, had, he had talked to me about it a while back, and then um, just recently I was like, okay, I can go. It's final. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited to be there and check it out and see what's going on. So it should be interesting. Well, you usually don't have to ask twice to invite Zonies, as they call us in Arizona, to come to San Diego. <laughs> that's true. Particularly that time of year. So it's all good. Oh, I know. We were just out there. We were up in Oceanside. It was absolutely wonderful, and I'm so looking forward to coming back. And they've got a great lineup, but uh, you have been knocking it dead recently. Just out of curiosity, tell the people what you plan to talk about in the at the conference in September. Yeah, definitely. Um, what I really want to hone in on is just kind of everything that's going on in general. A lot of the times. You know, there's so many stories coming at us. We don't really know which direction to go with it because um, you've got, you know, Obama, Biden, if you will, administration uh, doing stuff with your left hand. Then you have the globalists, Gates, Soros, those kinds. Then I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's like we're bombarded with a million different things. So what I kind of want to do at this conference is focus on what actual legislation, rules, laws, documents are there? And when you put everything together, where are we truly headed? Uh, what's really going to happen in our future? And that kind of thing. And, and what I like about the conference is it's really an open platform um, that we can go to and just really speak the truth without any of the censorship demons on our butts. So oh my gosh. I'm really excited about that. But yeah. Oh, I got yellow tagged the other day. I think it was YouTube. Yellow tag means that they demonetize your video. Why they continue to advertise on it and they make money. And the topic was who is Cuba blaming for their citizens' unrest? You can't even talk about something that simple. That's my point. It's just, yeah. it, it's ludicrous what's going on. I was interviewing uh, Ronnie McMullen the other day about health issues, and he knows the cannot say is what you can't say before you get in trouble. And he just stopped in the middle of the sentence and says, I can't talk about a damn thing. So these, yeah. peop- these people are just absolutely incredible. And the double standards, if you're on CNN, you can talk about anything. But if you're Lisa Haven or Dave Hodges, no. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be a really good format 
there. I've never been to the hotel. I'm familiar with the area, the hotel circle area, which isn't far from tourist attractions like SeaWorld and not real far from the San Diego Zoo. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I, I, people who come out there are going to have an awesome time. And September, if you, you want to do a, a day on the beach, it's uh, pretty empty. But the weather is just as good. I mean, you get kind of a double bonus. And sometimes we need that with, with everything we talk about on a daily basis. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of activities that you and I, I'm sure, are going to be involved in with the conference, but I'm going to carve out a little time to hit the beach. i, I got to get there and take advantage of the waves and uh, show off my new body. Oh, no, I didn't say that, did I? Anyway, um, <laughs> I have been on this tremendous health kick, and I've been doing it days on end, and today I woke up and my body said, no more, no more, you need a day off. I can barely walk today, so I ran six miles yesterday, lifted, swam about a half a mile, and I'm dying today, but it's okay, it's all good, I'm going to San Diego. Um, you have a really good site, a subscription service, as I do. Um, tell people about that. Yeah, um, restrict, it's called restrictedrepublic.com, and the reason that I created it is because of the censorship that we're all dealing with on a, on a daily basis. Because if we're on these platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, all of them, we're told what we can and can't say. We're told what we can and can't do. And even if we create just regular websites, um, they really go after them and attack what we're saying. So one of the main ways that I've learned that we can combat this is through a subscription-based service. And that may be where we're all headed in the very near future if we continue on the path that we're on. Um, and, and it's downright terrifying um, as we've had conversations off the record, Dave, that I, I mean, what I'm seeing today, I am now assured that creating restrictedrepublic.com was the best decision that I could have made uh, because I, every single day, some conservative, some Christian or libertarian gets pulled off from some online platform and they're not allowed back. And it's not happening to the liberal side. It's not happening to the radical leftists. It will one day, but first they got to take all the freedom lovers out of the way. So this is just a way that we can go and still share what's really going on without the censorship. Uh, but with that, Dave, I know um, a lot of things are happening in society right now that are sending chills down my spine, and things that I never thought would hit you know, this soon in our generation are hitting, and the parallels that I'm seeing between the United States of America and, say, uh, other countries like the old Soviet, like, you know, uh, Mao's era, like uh, Lenin and like, you know, Hitler, it's, it's, it's really coming to pass. I never thought I'd see the day when millions of Americans can listen to the White House Jen Psaki say, yeah, we're openly working with social media websites, Facebook and other social media websites to decide what information the American people are allowed to see and what information they're not allowed to see. And they came out very public, very forward with it, no ifs, ands, or buts, no stutters, no nothing. And this is the kind of stuff that they do in full-fledged controlled communist regimes. We're talking Iraq, Iran, China, Venezuela, uh, North Korea. This is what they do in other countries. And the American people barely stammered a word. We didn't hear one piece or iota or mention from mainstream media about how bad it is. Nope. They were flaunting the idea like it's some like they like it like the government was some kind of savior or some kind of God. And so I look at this and I think, oh my oh my oh my God, like for real. And I pray to God every day 
this is really, really bad territory. If they can control everything that that's said or what and can and can't come out and they can tell somebody who has a monopoly that would be fake book right they have a complete and utter monopoly uh and, and these other social media sites then the government is they become the state-run media they become state-controlled it's all one big government organization dictating who they want to censor, who they don't want to censor. And they've already proven very clearly that the ones that they want censored, the ones that they want quiet, are, are you and I, are people like you and I, are conservatives, Christians, and patriots. And that's what's terrifying. And, um, you know, I, I just, I see what's happening today and I worry for us tomorrow. And then we don't have to look any further than what happened at, at uh, the Capital Six event, right? and what happened there and how those people were treated uh, much harshly, way more harshly than anyone that's ever been treated uh, for Antifa or BLM who, who's gotten a free pass. And I know we've said that a lot, but it's one system for us and another system for them. And this is becoming more and more clear and more and more evident every single day. Yeah, it, it truly is. The double standard, I mean, Merrick Garland, I, I, th this is what a moron we have as Attorney General. In his confirmation hearing, I heard him say this with my own ears, folks. This isn't a repeat, a paraphrase. They asked him, he says, what's your feelings about the terrorism uh, is, uh, that's carried on by Antifa? And he said, if it happens after 5 p.m., it's not terrorism, it's protests. Uh. The, I mean, how, how does anyone even accept this? I mean, the, the logic is just uh, off the charts in terms of stupidity, but everyone can see it's just a bad excuse. And what he's doing, he's condoning terrorism. That's the net effect of what the Attorney General of the United States is condoning terrorism against innocent Americans. Yeah, there's not really much of, a, of another term for it. And, uh, you know, when we take that in conjunction, we take what they did with Facebook in conjunction with their now... Uh, talking to SMS carriers, your Facebook, your, your I mean, your um, Verizon, your T-Mobile, your uh, all, all those uh, you know mobile companies and, and other companies, but they're talking to our SMS carriers, saying if your clients or people say a certain thing that we don't like, then you can send this little fact check on their phone. You've crossed a line now. I mean, I mean, who? Nobody gave them permission to read our personal information, to listen to our phone calls, uh, to to tell us what we can and can't say, and it's all being driven by government. This is what they do in full-fledged communist regimes, and uh, so it's almost like there's this big um, a love affair between the U.S. government and uh, and our authority, our, our authoritarian sources like your Facebook, your Jeff Bezos, and all of them. It's like yeah. they're in bed together. Well, yeah, Lisa, I want to disagree with just one thing you said. It's just a semantic. This is not the government doing this. This is the people who've taken over our government. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I know you know that too, but I just wanted to use that <laughs> as an opportunity to make a point. Yeah, no, because obviously there's somebody else pulling Biden's strings. It sure the heck ain't Biden. <laughs> but when I say He doesn't know where his strings are at. No, he has no idea and no clue. Obviously, there's a force directing the U.S. government. So when I say government, I mean the deeper force behind it. But... And, and, and that's why, and that's what I was getting into, and that's why they're in bed with authoritarianism because it isn't really about the U.S. government. It's about the globalist cabal, if you will, that's pulling everything from behind the scenes, which is your authoritarians. 
right? But it's just um, a terrifying place that we are headed. And when I look at, you know, on top of all of that that we just talked about, uh, when I look at um, the Biden administration and the powers that be now focusing all their effort internally, domestically, uh, versus, you know, outside the country, when they focus everything internally and start claiming domestic terrorism is the biggest threat and white supremacy, which uh, basically is the straight up interpretation, conservatives, Christians, Republicans, Trump supporters, that would be your typical quote unquote white supremacist. And, and, and people know it, like they know it. They know this is what we're looking at. This is what we don't like. This is what we don't want. And Biden has called us the biggest threat. And then we even had a rhino come out the other day and call the Republican party the biggest national security threat, domestic threat. I saw that. United States of America. I mean, and I'm thinking, are you insane? We're not trying to flip the country into something akin to that of Nazi Germany. No, we're trying to save our country. But at any rate, they're painting even, you know, we've got some good fighters in Congress. There's not enough of them. They're few and far between, which they're not going to be very impactful because they're silenced by the majority, which is the Democrat globalist arm. Uh, including many rhinos are all of the same freaking side, if you will. But we've got a few people in there. I, I know I like Rand Paul, Marjorie Green, uh, and a couple, couple of them. But we are, we are on some really shaky ground here. And if we don't start waking up, we're really gonna really risk losing the battle in the future, and we could look like Nazi Germany. Yeah, um, you live in Arizona as I do. Are you still in Maricopa County? Yes. Yeah. So what, what's your reaction to what you've seen? With the election uh, audit or I didn't hear you, Dave. Oh, Are I'm you... sorry. Yeah. We just had a cutout here. That was interesting. Um, living in Maricopa County, we were this national point of attention along with Fulton County in Georgia. Uh, for voter fraud and we've had an audit that just concluded and I just wonder what you think of what's coming of this oh yeah well I, I have um, I'm gonna just say it this way talk to some people on the inside and um, and I haven't even really said this on YouTube because it's limited what you can and can't say but basically I said well are they going to try to turn the election what's gonna happen are we gonna do anything with this information I mean you got 74,000 uh, votes that never went out, but somehow mysteriously <laughs> are filled in and, and, and back in the 11,000, the fraudulent votes, the, the Sharpie gate that we all talked about and warned back then, uh, the ballots being printed on improper paper. There's so many things. And the Democrats want to tell us there's nothing to the story. It's all fake. They're just lying without any facts to back it up. No, it's not a lie. They stole our election here in Arizona and many other places, we've got the, the, the actual evidence to show it. Now, the next question is, and I know more is going to still come out on that, but the next step is, what are we gonna do with this information? Is anything gonna happen with it? What should we expect? And that's what I have been asking some of my inside sources. And I said, okay, logically here, you know, can we overturn the election and use these votes or can we retake a, a, another vote or, or how is that going to work? Or are they just going to like sit on it and say, okay, these are the changes we're going to make in the future. And the answer that I was 
that I received was, I have no idea. We've never been this before and we're still discussing it. Unfortunately, that's the um, grounds that I got. But the person tended to lean more on considering everything and the pushback that they've gotten. I almost feel that they may dumb it down and just say, okay, well, this is uh, what happened. Here's how we're going to fix it in the future. Yeah, you know, bingo, bingo. That's what I've got. You know, here's what disturbs me, too. And um, I don't know if I've shared this with you or not, but I was printing a lot of the findings that have come out now. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I had good sources. And I was printing stuff back in the first and second week in May. And, for example, I had at least 20,000 ballots that were duplicates that didn't have the required original by state law. And that right there turns the election in favor of Donald Trump because all these votes were for Biden. And then we've got the election codes, the Dominion voting machine codes. I said the county supervisors are lying. They wouldn't surrender the codes under court order. And I said, you can't surrender what you don't have. And I said, uh, they don't have them. They've never had them. Dominion never surrendered them. They had their own location in the election centers. Dominion did with rooms that were sequestered. And they had total privacy with their laptops. You know, do the math. And then the Board of Supervisors, when I started printing this, came out and says, oh, no, we had the codes. We gave them to the sheriff, who was funded by George Soros for $2 million to run for his position. And he's not even part of the election process. And there's a court order to surrender these codes. He was obligated to surrender them. They made up the story. He never had them. So that's just two things of several things I published. Okay, Here's what I got in return. Someone and someday I'm going to publish his name. This person contacted Sarah Westall, good colleague of mine, and basically did nothing but just ream me for my lack of facts, professionalism, integrity, and I am endangering the audit. Okay, now remember, I'm a private citizen who's in doing my own investigation. I'm not bound by their protocols and when they want to release things. I could care less about their particular protocols. Uh, Paul Preston got called. Uh, and basically was told it was dangerous for him to follow me down this path. And just giving you two examples of about 15 that I know of, they attacked me from within inside the audit. And the thing is, is Sonny Borelli, a state senator from uh, Mojave County in Lake Havasu, is coming out, and he's repeating almost word for word what I was saying 10 weeks ago. Sorry, Lisa, for the long-winded explanation, uh, but I'll just sum it up by saying this. Karen Fan, God bless her, walk a mile in her shoes, she received white powder sent to her to the Capitol in the mail. Obviously, it was an anthrax death threat, and we never heard more than that, and it only was reported one day in our media here in Phoenix. And then subsequently, she has come out and echoed what you just said. Uh, She told the Gateway Pundit, we have to make sure this doesn't happen in 2022. Wait a minute. I want the election of 2020 overturned. I want it decertified. I know you feel the same way. Oh, absolutely. But unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to go in that direction because what I have gotten is they're just going to look forward, uh, which is a bummer, (laughs) you know, unless I think maybe they could change it in the future if more states start doing these forensic audits, which we're seeing. We're seeing some states step up and do something, but it's not going to come without pushback and it's not going to come without the mainstream media and everybody saying it's fake, it's fake, it's all lies. You know how, and that's how we have to push through this. 
how do we get this information out, which is why we created like restrictedrepublic.com and you've got the Dave Hodges TV, is because these are ways we can talk about what's going on with the election, but the majority of the people listen to some of the mainstream media and they don't realize all the battles that's going on behind the scenes with the election. And that's what it, we also have to start bringing to the forefront and encouraging people get the heck off of uh, Facebook, get the heck off of Twitter. I've already completely left Twitter. And what I encourage people to do, if you've got jobs, you know, on these things or whatever, or or you got friends on them, pick one of them and leave it, leave it for good. And that's what I did. I've left Twitter for good, not going back. I'm on all these other platforms, BitChute, uh, Getter, um, Patreon, you know, a lot of these other ones, and I support those because on those platforms is where you're actually getting election information and what's going on. And and um, the only reason I'm on Facebook now is I'm just sharing information on censorship, what's going on, and my videos. That's it. I share nothing personal. So all of those are left on alternative platforms. But I mean, I think the um, the time is now. We can't wait. You can't stay on them anymore. You're giving them too much power. You're giving the Democrats too much power. You're giving the radical leftists too much power and that's the point point. and if we keep allowing them to have that power because we have friends on there uh well we need to encourage our friends to get off and move them with us but second your friends are never going to get the real information ever and anything they want hid as often as they want will be hid that's what they did with the u.s election and it doesn't even matter that the president of the united states had evidence for it uh we have evidence for it we have forensic audits proving it and yet they're still going to say it's a conspiracy theory. Well, they can do that with anything, anything they want. And they're already proving that going forward. So we have to start uh, making a fuss about it. When they start pulling people out of their homes and sending them to the COVID isolation camps, i.e. concentration camps, they'll call that a conspiracy theory too. You're exactly right. And, and it's so distressing. I'm going to an event and they probably won't let me in. Um, because I had people on the inside of the audit talking to me, and they were later silenced, at least two of them were. And these people are highly upset with me. Like, I, as a private citizen, don't have the right to publish what I find or what I think. The censorship coming out of the audit team is equally as bad as it is from the Democrats. And I know, Lisa, that may surprise you to hear me say it, but I've been suffering through it. But there is a meeting tomorrow, tomorrow I should say, July 21st, at IHOP at 43rd Avenue in Bell, which is uh, in West Phoenix. And, uh, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the name of the person. Oh, Liz Harris, she's there presenting. Um, if they have an open forum and they don't kick me out or prevent me from coming in, um, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna ask, aren't you afraid if you don't go for decertification of the election that HR1 is gonna pass? and the Democrats will control the election from a national perspective from now on, and we'll never have another free election. That's the danger, Lisa. Oh, absolutely, and that that is a danger, and that's a real danger, and, you know, and I think, um, I mean, we can fix it all we want here in Arizona, but it needs to be fixed in states all across the country, not just Maricopa County. And I think that, um, yeah, if we can continue to open people's eyes to the full fabrication of the Democratic Party, who's literally saying, oh, Republican Party, they 
they want to not allow people to vote, which is straight up BS. It's a lie. It's not true. And then you confront them on it. And you say, oh, how is that preventing people? Because they have to provide an ID. Well, no, no, no. They'll give back them in a corner. Well, IDs, okay. Well, well, and this is what they literally say. Black people don't know how to get an ID. And I'm sorry, if I was a black person, that would literally. Oh, yeah. And, and black people are mad about that. They I are. would be mad. Lisa, we, like, we, we got to step aside just for a second here. We have a new format. I got to squeeze in a, a, a real quick break here. We're speaking with Lisa Haven from Restricted Republican. We're, we're going to be talking about all her venues. And we're co-presenters, um, among other really, really impressive people, at Mike Kerr's uh, Hear the Watchman conference in mid-September uh, of this year. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me tell you, I keep saying this, and I know a lot of you get it, and a lot of you don't get it. Your food supply is going to be used against you as a weapon. If it's not, if that wasn't true, we would have fixed the food supply chain problem. We would now be doing dairy and cows the way we were before the pandemic, which we're not. The meatpacking plants largely are still not open. Bill Gates is continuing to buy up farmland, and he owns more than half the farmland in America. And what he's not buying up, BlackRock is. And then we have the artificially constructed uh, drought that's no more than just Weather Wars, Project Harp. The patents are all there, folks. If you don't know what that is, look up Nick Begich, B-E-G-I-C-H, and you'll find the patents for this technology. The bottom line is, is weapon, weaponized food is coming into your life. They've already said they're taking away meat, they're taking away dairy, and they're going to substitute it with gross replacements, and you're going to eat bugs. I mean, these are their words. This is not me saying this. This is the words of Joe Biden and Bill Gates. Now, with that in mind, shouldn't you have storable food? Shouldn't you go to MPS, the best storable food company out there, and say, I need to buy as much as I can before inflation kicks in and I can't afford any of it? Inflation's at a all time high. I'm talking hyperinflation, folks. So what you need to do is go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. You'll get 25-year shelf life. You'll get 2,000 calories per day, restaurant-quality food, and lots of diversity in your food choice so you don't habituate to the same food and refuse to eat it and starve to death preparewithdave.com. So Lisa, uh, it's it's so good to have you here. We're being joined, of course, by Lisa Haven. And um, I, I, Lisa, I just am at a loss about this election. I, I, Sonny Borelli gets it. He's a state senator, as I just mentioned, from Lake Havasu. He gets it. He goes on YouTube, and they don't censor him. And he's interviewed, and he says exactly this, what we're saying. And that we need to decertify and turn around the election. Why do you think Karen Fan, the state Senate president, who's largely behind the um, audit, why are these people saying, well, we're just going to go lessons learned and apply it to 2022? I don't know. I think because of all the pushback, in all honesty. I think they're worried about what the Democrats are going to do. I think there's pressure. Um, from people, because if you base it off of a lot of what our, our congressional leaders have done in the past, either A, there's some kind of blackmail, B, there's some kind of pressure, uh, C, they don't want to deal with it. Um, 
you know, there, I guess there's a lot of reasons, but I would personally want to decertify the election. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to want in, in the end. If we can get the word out and we can pressure them enough, I think they could very possibly go forward with that. But we're not getting enough uh, of the word out to put that pressure on our leaders here in, here in Arizona as well. So I think it's going to depend on how much pressure we put. Um, and I think that also plays a part. I think you're exactly right. I just, you know, there was a, uh, there's something else too that is not getting any play. And I bet you've heard it. Did you hear there was a, a breach of the voter uh, registration rolls prior to the election in Maricopa County? Um, not that I recall. I'd have to go back. Yeah. But. Well, let, let me tell you why that's important. <clears throat> um, this wasn't even released to the public. This happened in October before the general election in November 3rd. And it wasn't released until the new county clerk came out and wrote a letter, general, general letter to the public and said, well, we had this breach, but don't worry, your sensitive information was safe. And I'm going, bull crap. We have, there's registration material there. They know who voted, who's an inactive voter, and they can go in and they can focus on inactive voters and write their names on these ballots that have no duplicates. In other words, it's a duplicate ballot, Okay, it's all fraud. They're saying that someone tried to vote and the ballot was rejected, so here's your duplicate. State law requires an original. Now they can put an inactive voter who lives at the address of walk and don't walk and put them on there and have them be a Biden voter. This is how they stole the duplicate ballot process was through the voter uh, registration breach. Don't you think that's a really important piece of information? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's verified. I have the letter from the county, from Reesher, the county clerk and recorder, a public letter admitting this is what happened. And yet the audit team isn't touching this with a 10 foot pole. I have a major issue with that. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess it's, it's like the, it's, it's similar, not like, but kind of like the ballot harvesting. Yes. Uh, which they need to get rid of that here. I mean, they need to get rid of that everywhere. Like, or it, it's not, it's not much different. You're going in and you're basically voting for someone um, in their accord. It doesn't matter if they're not all there mentally or whatnot. I don't even know why we allow that at all. Uh, but it's something similar to that. And maybe that's why, but I think, um, I don't know, you know, I don't know why a lot of, a lot of the times they do what they do, but, um, I think a lot of it can answer to again, blackmail, or maybe they have certain side deals, if you will, that are involved in that. I don't know, but more of it is, um, I think they ignore some things and pay attention to others. And my hope is if we could at least get rid of some of it, that's a start. I think that's at least a start, maybe a minor start, but it's a start. You know, that's what they're saying too. But my biggest fear with that approach is that, like I said, HR1 will pass and all this will be for naught because then they'll be able to ballot harvest, no ID is required, duplicate ballots are fine, no originals required, and all elections will be run by the Democratic Party out of the DOJ. Um, that's what scares me um and that's what i think we're going to get it, well, that it, was a federalized election and yeah that, yeah and it's a violation of the constitution because elections are under the purview of the states 
Right. They have no authority and no business. That's why that's why Biden and his administration, when they tried to say, oh, we're going to re-audit your auditor or whatever from a federal level, they, they can't. You don't have a constitutional ground. The problem is nobody is doing anything to these people. They're allowed to do whatever they want. Take example, uh, like if you and I, right, let's just let's just put it this way. You and I were to get a subpoena for something and we say, screw you. We're not going to do what the subpoena says. We're just going to do what we want. What would happen to you and I? We'd go to jail. We'd go to jail, immediately go to jail. But when the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors or the Democratic Party do it, get a subpoena, and they do not listen to the subpoena, where do they go? Nowhere. They don't go to jail. They didn't get any slaps on the hands or fines. Nobody took them to jail. They're allowed to sit there and blatantly disregard multiple subpoenas. And so it's one world for us and another for the the, the uh, and I'm going to say it, the privileged party. The privileged party is not the white people, folks. It's 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 the uh, congressional leaders. It's the Democratic Party. It's the people who say, well, we're your leaders, so you can't arrest us. And that's the mentality that we're having. And that's the problem. That's why everybody, That's why Hillary Clinton was able to do what she wants. Not, not one person got arrested for sharing classified information on a server. If you and I did that, we'd go to jail. Five right? years for each offense, and she did it 133,000 times. And nobody says anything. So our leaders are allowed to commit pretty much any crime they want and not have anything, not even get a slap on the hand. It's brought out to the media. People know about it. And then the FBI says, oh, I'm just going to look the other way because we know this person. But we're going to go after Giuliani or we're going to go after President Trump and look for a crime versus uh, you have to have a crime to like look at the information. And it's completely backwards, completely backwards. And I think we're seeing the, the exact same thing happening with the U.S. election. Uh, they'll go and, and try to do stuff, but um, a, a lot of other departments are looking the other way. Well, I don't care. We're not going to do anything, right? And I think, uh, you know, I, I guess, and let me ask you, maybe you've got an opinion. What's the way that we finally fix that? And is is there even a solution? And, and we don't really know. Well, to me, the solution starts with this issue. And the people need to rise up and say this election is decertified. And um, we need to stop paying our taxes. We need to stop uh, adhering to any mask mandates or any other regulations they come out with. Uh, we just need to say we're not doing what you tell us because you're an illegitimate government. Right now, I, 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 I'm even going to take this to a higher level. I don't know, you know, we're all busy, and I'm sure you haven't seen me publish this recently. But Communist China was as much of stealing this election. I believe the Dominion voting machine votes, a lot of them were tabulated in China, particularly the ones here in Arizona, which is why the codes couldn't be surrendered because that could have been monitored and why the routers I mean, just real say this real quick. The Democrats who were in charge of the election and the county supervisors refused to relinquish the routers so you could trace what the Dominion voting machines were doing. And their excuse is, well, there's other activities on there like police investigations that will be compromised. So you're telling me in a general election you used a compromised router? I, that, that's not even believable, first of all. And secondly, it's not even legal. They have to be pristine and their approach, and that's election law. And and yet they get away with this stuff. But Lisa, here's the big thing, and this is, a, I think, the best answer to your question. We have leaders that are beholden to the communist Chinese who wanted Donald Trump out. They wanted the pandemic here to destroy America's ability to fight. 
destroy the economy, take away our civil liberties, make it easier for China to take us down. And they have succeeded so far. And we have leaders who are in bed with them. We know it's true in Georgia with, with Governor Kemp and Rathensburger, but it's also true. A lot of people don't want to hear this, but I have the proof. Governor Ducey, when he spoke to the National Governors Association in New Hampshire in 2017, and the Chinese Chamber of Commerce was there as well as the other governors, he said, oh, we just look forward to a partnership with Communist China. It didn't say Communist China. He said with our Chinese friends in Arizona. We have, quote, rare earth minerals that the Chinese military could really use. And then when these shell corporations came to disguise who they really were to Arizona, Ducey did the ribbon cutting for this. And not only that, okay, Ducey made his money on Cold Stone Creamery ice cream. His business was going nowhere until in 2014, 2013, the Chinese picked it up and promoted it inside their country. They made him what he is financially. They propelled him, in my opinion, to the governorship. And now he's in servitude to communist China. And people say, well, Dave, how do we know that he's part of the fix? Well, Karen Fan, the state Senate president, wanted to meet in a special session in December to start challenging the election that we knew was fraudulent. Ducey refused to let them meet. He said they can meet at their scheduled time on January 13th, seven days after the certification vote. And this is all in uh, South China, communist Chinese newspaper. It's a mouthpiece of the CCP. It's also in the World Tribune. And this is all documented. And, and yet the audit team is not taking what I have exposed publicly and I've sent them all copies of this with documentation and they won't take it and, and, and prey upon it. And I'll just say this one more thing. I was called to a meeting with a few politicians and staffers and corporate types, and it was in a private residence about four to five weeks ago. And they wanted to know one thing. They asked me many questions, but the thing they were most interested in, how do you know Governor Ducey is in bed with the communist Chinese? And I gave them these examples, and they seemed unmoved by it. Doesn't that just shock you? It is shocking. And, and the thing is, it's not just Governor Ducey. It's a lot of them. Uh, I Katie mean, Hobbs, our Secretary of State. Oh, yeah. And she's Soros linked as yes. well. Yeah. A lot of these people are, are um, if not George Soros, they're linked to China. And they all have that same communist agenda, like um, to destroy the United States of America, usher in a new regime. And that's what they're all about. Like, if you, if you look at what the Democratic Party is doing, you're opening the borders. There's only one reason you want to do that, not because they want to let in immigrants, and that's really what it was about, because if Democrats were really about that, then they wouldn't have closed the door to the Cubans and said, no, 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 Cubans can't come in. You know, only certain people from parts, you know, from Mexico and all that, because God forbid that the Cubans come in because they vote Republican because they know what communism brings. So Republican voters are not allowed in, only Democrat voters. So it makes it very clear the open borders is not about anything other than allowing in only the ones that will vote Democrat, keeping out the ones from Canada, keeping out the ones from Cuba, which Obama said, or, or Biden, same same difference. Well, Biden, it's <laughs> true. You know, Biden, you know, a Freudian slip, excuse me. Um, but, <laughs> But Biden said, you know, Cubans can't come in. His administration not letting them in. 
I mean, and that's BS. If you're supposed to be really about immigration, that's really what it's about, then you let them all in. But that's not what it's about. And their colors are very clear. So it's to destabilize the United States of America and get more people to vote with the communist-style regime. Another thing that they would do is they wouldn't be passing these nasty infrastructure bills and green technology things completely obliterating our society and our economic system. There is no reason to do a lot of the economic things, paying people massive amounts of money to stay home continually. Uh, and this isn't stopping. It's like constant money flowing into people, paying people to stay home. And we've seen it crash our economy because they don't want our economy good. The Democrats don't want it good. They want it to fail. They want it to fall. And that's what they're making it do. This is not somebody who is about building up America and trying to keep our country great. This is a group of people who are literally about destabilizing it and tearing it down. Take that in conjunction with critical race theory. We have critical race theory being, being taught in, in our schools. They're going to lie to the parents. They say, oh, we're not teaching that. We're not saying anything. This is just blah, 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 which, which is they lie. But then they go behind our backs and are teaching it, which are causing massive division of our children. When you teach our kids that our country is bad, founded on racism, white people are evil, and they over, uh, and minorities and black and every other color but white are just victims. You know, this is BS that we're teaching and, 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 and it's not doing anything other than divide and causing yeah. racism. We never ran into racist problems. Uh, in the past, you know, 10, 15 years, America was great. We had no issues. Then bang, President Trump gets in. They start making this narrative and concocting it. Biden gets in and puts the icing on the cake and acts like all of our country is racist. These are policies set in place, and you, you and I both say this, to destabilize, divide the United States of America and break our country and put it into something akin uh, that you would see out of a Marxist country. And Mark Levin actually came out with a um, book recently. I, I still got to read it, but that's that's basically what it was on, how destabilized we are. And this is stuff that we, you and I, have been talking about every single day. Thankfully, we're starting to hear other people uh, a little bit slow to, to join the camp that are now starting to see things like Mark Levin that you and I have been talking about for a long time. Yeah, that's yeah. the, and we're not, we're not tooting our horns, people. We're just saying we were repeating the evidence that was there hiding in plain sight. We're going to step aside for a second. We come back. I'm going to, I got an important question for Lisa on critical race theory. And it's something that I don't think we're giving enough attention to. Um, at Fox News is some, but I think that we need to pay a lot more attention to this, folks. This is really critical. Hey, we are in a situation right now where we have a grid down drill coming up on August 11th. I worry about a snap drill which means the drill's going on and the real thing happens. That's happened all the time with false flag events. But even if it doesn't happen, if the government's concerned about your communications, your power, the grid going down, shouldn't you be? And so communications is a really important issue for you. My biggest fear, I, I, live, out, I live significantly outside the Phoenix metropolitan area, but we frequently go into Phoenix so we could have part of our family in one part of the city, another part in the other, and what if the poop hits the fan right then when we're all dis dis uh, dispersed? What are you going to do? You're not going to communicate with your cell phone. How are you going to hook up? How are you going to get together for self-protection? How are you going to protect your kids? If you got 16-year-olds that are just driving, well, parents, this would drive you up the wall. This is why you need a sat phone, and I represent the sat phone store. And sat phones can't be taken down, not unless you take down the satellite or you pull the phone out of the person's hand. 100% land coverage, so it's great for emergencies 
But this is something that I said, I got to have this. And you say, well, it must be expensive. No, I pay one quarter the cost of what my I pay on my cell phone. And so right now we won't be out of touch with there. I mean, I just, like I said, people, I'm so frustrated with our government right now. And this is something I really, really believe in. And I'm telling you, if you can afford it, you need to do this. Call the sat phone people at 855-980-5830. That's 855-980-5830. And then finally, last item here for our sponsors for this particular segment is Noble Gold. I used to just be an advertiser. Now I'm a three-time customer, about ready to become a four-time customer because i got to keep tweaking my investments. We are headed for a crash. We're going to hyperinflate. We'll have a little warning because I think the dollar will be last. But ladies and gentlemen, it's going to happen. And if you've got your money in the bank and if, if you've got your IRA through a business or a bank that fails, you're SOL. You're out of luck. So what can you do? Go to Noble Gold and help the, let them help you bulletproof your assets. If you have assets to protect, you'll do what I did. And that's go to Noble Gold. You can get a hold of them at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Well, we're speaking to Lisa Haven, and she's got a lot of media outlets, and we're going to review those before we go. But uh, she brought up some magic words, critical race theory. And Lisa, here's what confuses me. I've seen probably 70 videos of raucous uh, school board meetings, kids and parents telling school board members, you're not going to do critical race theory, Project 1619 and all this stuff. We don't want to see this crap. And the school board members, they try to suppress the testimony. They try to stop open meetings. I mean, it's terrible what's happening. And yet school board members aren't paid. It's not a paid position. It's an elected position. And you think they'd be sensitive to their communities. What is keeping school board members from representing the wishes of their community from all races not to have CRT? Are they all on the take? I mean, do you have any idea how this is happening? Well, I do, actually, because it's happening in CCUSD here in the Cave Creek area. And I'll tell you what, Doug Ducey passed a law that they're not allowed to teach CRT in schools. And I, Jeff Fortney, he's a school board member, I will say that, um, he has come out and on his Facebook feed, it's very public, uh, he he is a, a Democrat socialist activist. If you look at his page and you see what he's about, and I'm a concerned parent, so I'm telling you what I'm dealing with. Well, what's, his, what's his name again? Jeff Fortney. He's a um, school board member at uh, Cactus Shadows uh, at, for CCUSD. Sure. Uh, Cave Creek Unified School District, excuse me. And anyway, if you go on his page, this is a school board member, and he has activism full force on his entire page. Um, he supports critical race theory. He's put up a couple of posts that talk about white privilege and talk about CRT, and he actually tweeted a link uh, from Doug Ducey saying, Doug Ducey really didn't ban CRT, and on top of that, he, he talks about basically supporting critical race theory. And this is on his Facebook page that my kids and other kids could go on and see. He's got activism, uh, how, you know, stuff on the election and how the election um, basically, 
you know, activism for the election for the Democrats and how uh, they basically want to do away with laws, you know, as far as, you know, the Republicans are concerned. So it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to read his page and how active it is. And when I see that happening in my school district, I send a message to um, the superintendent and to the principal. And I'm saying, look, I thought this is um, banned, but here you have somebody on the school board using straight up activism, his, his Facebook page and promoting things like CRT. I'm a bit worried that this could come from our school board. And uh, can you assure me that that's not going to happen? And I sent the tweets to the guy and I've not yet gotten a response. I sent the tweet to the, um, um, to the principal and um, the, um, the, the um, superintendent. <laughs> I'm like blanking. But anyway, here's what I've gathered is a lot of these, as you said, you know, unpaid positions or whatever that, you know, you don't have uh, that. A lot of these positions are being used as jumping points into other activism. Uh, I'll give you an example. Jeff Fortney's wife is um, a Democrat, uh, basically a massive Democratic leader. Uh, and she's a campaign manager for the Democrats. And the reason she got where she's at was because she started little act, little doing little things like getting on a school board. And so that can open you up for other things in the future. So I think a lot of these school board members are not necessarily focused on our children. Uh, Jeff Fortney has no kids, for example. A lot of them don't have kids. Uh, and they're just using it as political advocacy strongholds where they can push what they want and then show if they go and move into another area, they can show them, oh, look what I did here or look what I did here. Does that make sense? And oh, I think that's what's happening. That makes perfect sense. And so what you're telling me that you suspect what's happening in your children's school district uh, where people are using school board positions for opportunities to expand their own influence, perhaps even make money, this is going on across the country. Yes, absolutely. Do you think Soros money is involved in any of this with Fortney? I don't know. I know he supports a lot of Democrats. That I don't know. I would not be surprised. <laughs> so I all I know is there was a lot of money in his campaign in our area. And I was helping another gal, you know, try to win, just getting the word out. Um, and I have no idea how he won in such a more conservative area it yeah is what I'm that area is affluent the cave creek area so you've got self-made people that are die-hard capitalists that's why it's kind of surprising to see how a school board member could get represented with these very public views exactly exactly and and that's what was terrifying how did this guy a staunch radical leftist and he he he, he went to um he's been to lots of rallies like there's there's images of protesting with his communist hand up in the air, like that radical left, like very radical. And that's why I question, how did he get on the board in the conservative area? And I think it's just more money pumped into it from somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah, yeah. Have you done a FOIA on his campaign? I have not, but I should. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing idea. myself a note here. Yeah, I'd like to jump into this with you. Um, sounds like you and I need to go to a Cave Creek school board meeting in the fall. Oh, absolutely. And we need to speak independently of each other, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. And we need to go there with our FOIA requests uh, in hand on his financing. Let's um, do it. Yeah. And see, folks, you're saying, well, that's Arizona. Listen, I think what Lisa and I are doing here kind of inadvertently, we didn't plan this, uh, but we do think a lot like on a lot of issues, as you can tell. 
Um, you can do this in your community. You can be an average citizen and ask, well, where's their money coming from? And you can go to school board members. You don't have to even be in the district. You don't have to be a member of the district to speak. And uh, you get up, you get your three minutes. And uh, if you have 30 minutes of message, then you bring 10 people. So I, I think that we, we do need to be doing this. Have, have you tried to get this guy on your show to further expose him? So let him brag for a while before you challenge him. Oh, no. I think he's aware of who I am. <laughs> but he may so not he be aware. Of, no, he, he might be aware of me, too. But <laughs> Wow. The, see, to the listening audience, please hear me on this, okay? Elise uh, and I are just average people who've had enough. You know, we're not trained to be journalists. We didn't go to the Columbia School of Broadcasting and be trained by liberals. Uh, we didn't do any of that. We just said, hey, we know how the government's supposed to work. We have civil liberties endowed by our creator, and we've got Marxist communists enacting a Bolshevik revolution in this country, and it's designed to enslave us by taking away our rights. And so we've taken to the microphones. And what I'm telling people, everyone can have a Facebook page, although I don't recommend it. Everyone can have a, a Twitter account. You can have YouTube and, and, and start talking about your views until they take you down. And then just go to another venue. Uh, er, what I'm saying here, Lisa, is everyone needs to become an activist. Oh, absolutely. It's just, it's so, it's so distressing. Well, you've got a million and one venues. And if I don't take a few minutes here before we end, we're never going to get through them all. But uh, every time I turn around, something from Lisa Haven is popping up on message boards for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but listen, this is great. It's a testament to how hard you work. You're one of the hardest working people that I know in, in the business. And I, I know exactly why Mike Kerr would invite you because he might give you 90 minutes to talk and he knows you could probably talk for six hours. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but, but that's a good thing because look, look at how many sub subjects we've covered here and you're so knowledgeable, but you've got your subscription service. Let's start there and kind of work our way from the inside out. Yeah, absolutely. If people want to check out my work, I just really encourage you. The best site to go to is restrictedrepublic.com. And we've got a coupon code people can check out. Um, just use the code FREEDOM and you guys can get it uh, for a discount on the monthly service. Uh, but also I'm on YouTube. If you want to check me out there, just put in Lisa Haven on YouTube. I'll come up or lisahaven.news. Uh, I'm there as well. And of course, I'm on BitChute. I'd prefer you go to BitChute or... Um, or Rumble or uh, Brighty on any of those. I'm under Lisa Haven, Restricted Republic as well. So a couple of options there for you. I, I do have a technical question for you here. And uh, I gotta ask you, cause you're so busy. Uh, I understand that when you publish something to YouTube, it can go automatically to BitChute, is that correct? I don't know. I, okay, I you don't know that either, okay. I don't do it because if YouTube deletes the video, I'm unsure if it deletes the video on BitChute. That's interesting. So that's why I never did it that way. I just uploaded it directly just in case YouTube deletes it. But I think there is a way. Oh, that's, and by the way, I have something else I want to talk to you about. So don't hang up after the call. <laughs> well, I'll have, to, I'll have to call you back because uh, th this leader is exclusive to the communication, but I will call you right back. Um, the, the bottom line is, Lisa, is, and we got about 45 seconds left, is there any way out of this for the American people to preserve their liberties and have children inherit the America that you and I got to have? Well, I'm hopeful. <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think we just have to start informing people, waking people up, 
um, and, and really, really getting them interested in what's going on and really focus on the election. If we don't fix the election, we've lost everything. Yeah, if we let HR1 pass, yep, we should be rioting in the streets. We should make this country ungovernable. And I'm going to say this too. As the Democrats left Texas to block Texas voting reform, we should demand our GOP does the same thing. They should have already shut down Congress in both houses by refusing to meet until the Democrats promised to, to respect the Constitution. But it shows you the Democrats ain't much better. Lisa, we're flat out of time. I will get a hold of you after the broadcast. Everybody else, thank you for joining us on our various platforms. God bless all of you. Keep up the good fight. We'll see you back here next time.